This is my Father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings, and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas. His hands the wonders wrought. This is my Father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the Jesus who died shall be satisfied and earth and heaven be one. Now as we continue to look at Psalm 119 verse 49 through 56, this is such an important and powerful psalm that speaks so clearly to our situation today. And that's what I want you to look for. As you read through the psalm, look for what situation does he find himself in, and then what's the solution. And he gives us three situations of affliction that every one of us will be in at some point, and then notice the different solutions. The first situation is that the arrogant utterly deride him in verse 51. The arrogant or the insolent. We've met them before in verse 21, and he knows what it is to be mocked, to be laughed at, to be treated with bitter scorn by those who turn away from the word of the Lord. He knows the misery of being excluded. So that's his situation. But now look, what's the solution? Verse 52, I have remembered your ordinances or judgments. Remember in the very beginning where we gave all the different words that are used for the word. This is the word for judgments. And I comfort myself. Isn't that amazing? How is it that the judgments of the Lord bring comfort? So what are the judgments? The ordinances. They're not just the Ten Commandments because he's not going to remember those and those aren't going to bring him comfort. What it means is that he's remembering The judgments of the Lord are the times the Lord has acted or enacted judgment on behalf of his people and against their enemies. And whether that's Pharaoh and his chariots getting drowned in the Red Sea, or Og, the king of Bashan, or Sihon, the king of Heshbon, or the Midianites, or any of the other people who have oppressed God's people receiving the just penalty 
for their actions. What he is remembering is the past rescues, and he's taking comfort for them because they assure him of the covenant faithfulness of the Lord and the certainty of the future rescue for him too. The wicked who laugh at him now will one day have that smile wiped off their faces. And every great rescue in the past assures him of rescue for the future. So he looks to the judgments that comfort him. And then notice the second situation in verse 53 and 54. Notice how he's burning with anger. Burning indignation has seized me because of the wicked. He is, he's hot. He's angry. And so what is he going to do? What's the solution? Now here, before we look at the solution, I want you to know what the cause is. Why is he so angry? It's not because of what they've done to him. It's because they've forsaken God's law. That's why he's angry. And this is incredibly challenging and humbling for every Christian because what makes him angry is the way God's law is dismissed. And if you think we're not guilty of that, then you're just naive. I mean, I don't know if there can be a comedic, a comedy sitcom, or even having a hard time of thinking of any movie that's going to be popular that in some way is not fundamentally premised on a dismissing of God's law. And these are the things that make him angry. And so often these are the things that make us laugh. But what does he do when he's angry, when he's burning? What are going to be his song? It's your statutes. Then notice what he says in 55. Oh, Lord, I remember your name in the night. Actually, one of the key words to this whole psalm is that word remember. It begins in verse 49 where he's calling out the Lord to remember the word of your servant. And then in 52, I have remembered your ordinances of old. And then here, I have remembered your name. So he takes comfort in calling on the Lord to remember his covenant promises and then declaring that he remembers the name of the Lord, his name, his covenant name, Yahweh. I remember the name, his refuge in a time of anger, his refuge in a time of humiliation is to run to the name. I remember who he is and what he's done and what he's going to do. And in some ways, this section is such a beautiful pointer to what real Christian prayer is. It's this devil direction of remembering. I call upon the Lord to remember his word, remember his promise, remember what he's done in the past. And in return, I myself, I remember his name. I remember his word. I remember what he's done upon the past, in the past. As I call upon him to act, and he reminds me of what he's promised to do. And in that dynamic, I am given comfort and hope in the midst of my affliction. And that's the kind of Bible-soaked prayer that can turn your night into song. Notice how he says, I remember your name in the night. During the dark night, I remember your name. Has there ever been a dark night quite like this? Well, actually, yes, there has. There's been many of them, but probably not any like this in our lifetime. 
So where do we go? We remember the name. And that's how the righteous rage. They cry out to the Lord to vindicate them. A great text to compare this to would be the parable that Jesus gives in Luke 18, where he says this is what persistent prayer is. It's like the widow who cries out for justice to the unrighteous judge. And even if that unrighteous judge eventually will respond to her because he's tired of her nagging him, how much more will your heavenly father, will he bring about justice for them who cry out to him day and night? So we cry out to him in the night, and as we remember his name, the cries are turned into songs of joy. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son. 